right now. You might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome once again to the New Heights Show on Education. My name is Erica Hansen. I am your, your host today. Um, today is <clears throat> a repeat episode of bipolar disorder. Um, due to technical difficulties and other things, the episode that I posted last Thursday was not... Uh, let's just say to my uh, specifications. So um, if you have heard this episode, the previous version on Spreaker, I urge you to download the new one. Um, I'm hoping that this will have more information <clears throat> and be of greater interest to the audience here. Again, my name is Erica. This show is... Um, again, the New Heights show on education. I deal with disabilities, um, per particularly invisible. The show is on Thursdays at 2 p.m. for Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. for Pacific Standard Time, and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> this is a call-in show or chat show. <clears throat> and... Normally, when I am recording live, there is an option to call in or chat. We use Zoom. Um, the number to call in is 1646-558-8656. That's in the U.S., um, that's New York. Um, our meeting number is 465-172-882. Um, this is a long-distance call, so charges will apply. Um, so let's get to it. Let's get to um, bipolar disorder. Um, once again, when I had started the first um, version of this podcast, I... Um, started with the definition of bipolar according to the Mayo Clinic. I will put a link to this in the show notes. Um, it's a very good site. Mayo Clinic is very knowledgeable and they're very um, easy to read. They have a very approachable website. So bipolar disorder, formerly called manic depression, is a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that include emotional highs, mania or hypomania, and lows, depression. When you become depressed, you may feel sad or hopeless and lose interest or pleasure in most activities. When your mood shifts to mania or hypomania, less extreme form than mania, you may feel euphoric, full of energy, or unusually irritable. These mood swings can affect sleep, energy, activity, judgment, 
behavior, and the ability to think clearly. Episodes of mood swings may occur rarely or multiple times a year. While most people will experience some emotional symptoms between episodes, some may not experience any. Although bipolar disorder is a lifelong condition, you can manage your mood swings and other symptoms by following a treatment plan. In most cases, bipolar disorder is treated with medications and a psychological counselor. Now, I'm going to bring this up again. Uh, bipolar disorder has a range of definitions. Um, the most common are bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. So those are the ones we're going to be speaking about today. But um, Mayo Clinic does mention a few others as well that you should check out. Bipolar 1 disorder. You've had at least one manic episode that may be preceded or followed by a hypomanic or major depressive episode. In some cases, mania may trigger a break from reality. That's basically psychosis. Bipolar 2 disorder. You've had at least one major depressive episode and at least one ma uh, major hypomanic episode, but you've never had a, a manic episode. So hypomanic and manic, my understanding is manic is the more severe type of um, between the two. Manic and hypomanic. Hypomanic is... My understanding is like a grade lower, um, but they are two different diagnoses, but bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. Bipolar 2 is not considered a lesser form or um, weaker form of bipolar 1. They just have different... Um, my understanding is that they have a different way of expressing the moods and the cycle of high, of bipolar disorder, the manic and the depressive. Um, the cycles are different the way they present themselves. Um, <clears throat> so let's take a look um, at other options as far as diagnosis and treatment for bipolar. Um, give me one second here. And okay, so diagnosis, a doctor will do actually quite a lot of things to diagnose bipolar uh, disorder. Um, <clears throat> probably what most people are familiar with is you go to a psychiatrist, you get diagnosed, you have medication. That is the progression that probably most people are familiar with. Um, I will say that there can be other things that contribute to a mental disorder, not just bipolar. Um, so some of these diagnostic, diagnostic uh, procedures apply to that. Um, so your, your doctor and not necessarily a psychiatrist may often, uh, perform a physical exam, um, and lab tests. Lab tests can actually, uh, find things that are contributing 
to um, your condition. I know that if there are certain hormones out of balance or um, certain other things going on with your with your body and the metabolism that you have, that can really affect your mood. Uh, for example, and I'm not using this as particularly a bipolar person, I'm not using that this as an example, but because I do have depression, I have to watch out for my thyroid. I have something that's called hypothyroidism, which means my thyroid does not produce enough of the chemical that your thyroid normally produces, and that controls some of my mood, actually. And it does in most people. Um, because I have depression, it's something that I have to keep track of. Um, moving back toward bipolar disorder itself, um, again, the doctor may do a physical exam. The next step is a psychiatric assessment. Um, this is usually a referral um, you usually go from your primary care physician. They refer you to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, um, either or. Usually it's a psychiatrist if they're looking at medications for you. Um, and then what will happen at a psychiatrist's visit, which I can go into further in a different um, different podcast at a different time, basically the first initial appointment is the psychiatrist asks you a battery of questions. This is mostly to get to know you and see if you display any symptoms. For example, you might tell the psychiatrist, well, I, you know, there are times when I feel extremely down, but then the next few days I'm extremely euphoric and I feel like I can do anything. That's bipolar. And so they have a manual that they go by, and it's called the DSM-5. Um, they used to, it was, it used to be DSM-4, but they have actually recently updated it. Um, so in any case, then the discussion becomes about medication. There are lots of medication out there. Um, you know, everybody is getting into the medication game. Not every medication, as I've said before, it works for everybody. Um, you may have a medication that works great for you. Um, but maybe it has side effects. You have to make the decision. Are the side effects worth um, what you're getting from the medication. It's, you know, it's, it's a constant thing you have to do with any mental illness, not just bipolar, this constant trade-off. It looks like we're coming to the end of this segment. So what I'll do is I'll close it here and we'll continue our discussion about bipolar disorder um, on the next segment. I will see you soon. Welcome back. My name is Erica Hansen. This is again the New Heights Show on Education. And last segment we were talking about bipolar disorder, specifically bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. <clears throat> At that 
uh, last segment, I was talking about the process of actually being diagnosed with bipolar. And actually, this process is pretty much accurate for most mental illnesses, um, unless something critical happens. Say a person is admitted immediately admitted to the hospital for suicidal ideation or homicidal tendencies, then the process is a bit quicker and a lot of the steps are cut out for obvious reasons. Um, <clears throat> at the time, we were speaking about going to a psychiatrist. I would say that it's very critical that you be as honest with your psychiatrist and your psychologist or therapist as you possibly can. Um, therapy can be very difficult. It can be very, very wrenching, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. And you may not want to open up. It's important to be, like I said, as honest as humanly possible because your therapist or psychiatrist or psychologist is there to help you. They can't help you unless you tell them what's going on. Um, mental health disorders are different, more different than any other disorder out there because you can't measure it. You, and you can't, you can't, um, find find a virus in blood you can't uh, measure somebody's weight you can't check to see you know what other skin conditions they may have nothing presents physically on a mental disorder and this is actually very true um, of all mental disorders bipolar in particular as we're speaking about it now I, I think that, I mean, a lot of people would not know that a person is bipolar unless they've spoken with them or been friends with them for a very long time. You know, the, the prevailing view of a bipolar person is they're automatically depressed or they are so manic they've completely gone, you know, over the top. They are buying new cars, new dresses. They are, you know, drinking heavily. And yeah, that can be, that can be part of it. Um, <clears throat> you know, credit card spending, that sort of thing. I'm not saying that those aren't aspects of it. I'm just saying that not bipolar does not affect everyone the same way. Um, you know, as I mentioned in the last podcast, if you saw it on Spreaker, uh, Carrie Fisher has been a long time or was a long time advocate on mental health issues because she had quite a few and she was not shy about the, um, you know, discussing them. Um, you know, she was bipolar and she would often, you know, describe manic incidents, describe depression, um, you know, she was very open about drinking and drugs, you know, partying, being very young in a situation that she didn't know how to control. And, you know, drinking and drugs was the way that she did it. So 
substance abuse, I would say, is not exactly comorbid because not everybody goes that way. Not, not everybody deals with their bipolar disorder with drugs and alcohol. A lot of people do. So concurrently, um, with your bipolar disorder, uh, disorder diagnosis, your psychiatrist and your, basically your psychological team may decide that you should go into drug or alcohol treatment as well. Um, because basically you're trying to deal with two issues or three issues at a time. And, you know, that's tricky. It's, you know, it can be done. I know I've talked to a lot of folks that say, you know, it's a hard road, but it can be done. Um, more things regarding bipolar disorder, of course, as we mentioned, medication is an issue. Um, usually the, a person is put immediately on medication. Um, it's important for someone with bipolar especially to keep up with their medication. Be consistent. Um, because, you know, medication, the effects will fade if you stop it. A lot of people, and this, this goes for any mental health diagnosis, a lot of people think, oh, the medication is working. I don't need it anymore. I feel great. And then they crash. Um, medication is a continuous thing, uh, thing. It, you don't stop it. I will say, at least from my experience being a depressed and anxious person, I will probably be on medication for the rest of my life. I have neurological issues that cannot be treated any other way. Um, so being on medication for the rest of your life, you know, I used to think that it was this horrible, you know, looming, oh my God, that makes me crazy forever. I've come to a point in my life where if I have to be on medication for the rest of my life, then I'm on medication for the rest of my life. My mental health and my physical health are much more important than whatever stigma may or may not be applied to my issues. Um, you know, it's really nobody else's business about what I'm doing or not doing. Um, unless of course I choose to share it as I have now. Um, so with bipolar specifically, um, you can be put into what's considered a day treatment program. This is something where you go in, it's a, like I said, it's during the day. It is not hospitalization. You go for the day and then you go home. They have counselors there. They have groups. They have activities. They have, um, you know, it's, it's a more intensive treatment than just having a medication or a therapist outside of a group environment, but 
it is very helpful for those people that are not not hurting enough to go into hospital, to go into the hospital, but may need a little extra help, I guess is what I would say, that they need a little extra help in their lives. Um, again, I mentioned substance abuse treatment. Hospitalization. Um, hospitalization, you know, in general, it's... Again, uh, I will eventually have to do with do an episode with um, mental health issues and the the medical profession. Um, usually, Hollywood likes to you know depict the old time mental institutions, the sanitariums where you go and you are locked away forever and you know, you're tied down to a table and giving uh, electroshock therapy, ECT, and basically you're just forgotten. Hospitalization, I've never actually been hospitalized on my myself, but in my experience from speaking with other people, it's, it's not that long. It, it's not for the rest of your life. Hospitalization is for folks that either feel they will hurt themselves or they will hurt someone else. Um, this includes many diagnoses. I've known people who went into the hospital for depression. I've known people who have gone in for bipolar issues. I've known people who've gone in for anxiety or drug treatment. Um, you know, there is also this other idea that frequently people have their relatives committed against their will. Um, I have heard of maybe one case in my, in my circle of that happening. Um, it usually doesn't happen that way. Um, in my experience, if you are hospitalized for any reason regarding mental health, you go because you realize you need it. Hospitalization is more intensive. They give you medications on a, on a regular uh, system. Um, they watch you intensely. But again, their goal is actually to get you out of the hospital and functioning like an adult. Um um, the medications prescribed for bipolar, there are a lot, lot out there, lots of variations. Uh, mood stabilizers, um, and that's typical. It says you'll typically need mood stabilizing medication to control manic or hypomanic episodes. Uh, this is lithium, um, looks like Depakote. A lot of things are out there. Again, it's... It's a merry-go-round. Um, antipsychotics, um, it's, that's mostly if things aren't, aren't being resolved with the mood stabilizers, they kind of bring out the big boys, the antipsychotics. Um, it's just a word. It doesn't, again, 
there's, I know there's a stigma attached to it, but it's just a word ultimately. Um, wow. Okay. It looks like we're to the end of this session. I'm wow. Okay. I, like I said, I may revisit these topics because I feel that we've only scratched the surface on a lot of these, which I understand. Um, I think that there are a lot of different things that can be um, explored with this. So I will be returning to it for right now. Here are the May uh, announcements. Here are your announcements for the month of May. Happy birthday to the following people. Catherine Spangler on May 3rd. Savlene Gruel on May 7th. Peter Gordon on May 13th. Joy T. Dave on May 24th. Lakshmi Padmanaban on May 28th. And happy anniversary to the following people. Leah Sidi on May 4th for one year. Sapna Shukla on May 16th for two years. Gady Gherkin Bushop on May 28th for four years. Joy T. Dave on May 29th for four years. Also, our comic book will be released on May the 1st. To receive this by email, just email us or contact us to have it sent to your email box. We are also planning the school bag giveaway event, which will happen in June. Uh, if you can help supply school supplies, a location for the event, or a community dinner, please contact us as soon as possible. 419-786-0247 or email us at newheightseducation at yahoo.com. Have a great month.